What up, fam? How we doing today? We're going to be talking about some persuasion and especially how that relates to your voice, the way that you speak, which means that I have to be on point today the way that I speak. So there's a lot of pressure riding on this because if I don't do it really, really well, if I don't present this well, you are going to be like, hold up, you're trying to teach this and you ain't even that good. So feel a lot of pressure, but I'm just going to get into it and hope it comes out well. Let me start off by asking you this. Would you rather listen to somebody who is sincere, passionate, and interesting, or somebody who is monotonous, boring, and whose words just don't seem to quite add up to the way that those words are said? Now, obviously, the first person is going to be much more engaging of a speaker. How effective of a communicator are you going to be if people are constantly drifting off while you're talking? Would it not be much better if they were intrigued by everything that you had to say, if they couldn't get bored because you were just dynamic enough and interesting enough to keep them locked in for long enough, at least to adequately communicate your message, whether that's just asking them to do something for you around the house, whether that's something in business and sales at, you know, at the office, if that's friends, family, whatever it is, believe it or not, a good bit of that is going to come down to how you use your voice. If you want to become more charismatic, more interesting, and just to generally increase your influence in the world, this is a skill that you need to learn. Our brains are wired to pay attention to variations in sound. So a dynamic voice with a lot of, excuse me, with a lot of variations in an engaging tone is going to go a long way towards really captivating an audience. Whether that's one person or, you know, you're speaking from a stage, whatever it is, the right tonal shifts at the right time can keep listeners engaged throughout the entire presentation. And it's going to help your, mes your message resonate on a much deeper level. It's going to resonate on an emotional level. And that's where the decisions are really made. So that can be, again, decisions about buying something from you, believing you, or just liking you. We all want to be liked, right? Well, if you can't communicate... If you can't get people to listen, you're kind of stuck, right? And you can't communicate if they're not listening. You have to get their attention. You have to get them engaged. And we like to put a lot of weight on what we say, but obviously how we say it is going to be even more important. The ability to capture and hold the attention of another person is one of the most valuable skills that we can learn. And it's one that pretty much everybody wants. You might not admit it, but you want it. Just, you know, you can you can be honest with me. It's just a safe space, sort of. Um, if you can get people to just stop and want to give you their full attention for long enough, you're going to be able to persuade them, okay? And to that end, the use of tonality is going to be extremely important. Sometimes people get weird about intentionally changing the tone in their voice because it, it can feel kind of fake at first. It can feel forced because it's new, right? And this is really silly though. Everything is gonna be uncomfortable at first, but if you're not intentional with that tone, you're not gonna be a good communicator. This is something that's very important and you should not feel inauthentic about doing it because you're just using your voice. This is something that you naturally have, right? If you were gonna say, well, I don't wanna work out because then I'll look better, then that's not fair or that's not right. Whoop. That doesn't make any sense. I don't want to speak better because that's just inauthentic, but it doesn't make any sense if you really think about it. If you're listening to a friend who's going through a hard time and you say, I'm so sorry, how is that going to make them feel, right? Like you're, that's not going to make them feel better. If you're trying to set boundaries in a relationship, but you sound like scared or unsure, like, like 
I'd like you to stop doing that. You know, there's there's no authority in that. And your case, your those are kind of extreme examples. But if you want people to 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 get the message that you're trying to communicate, you have to present it in a way that is going to come across correctly. If you want to present yourself as somebody who is good for the job, you know, you're at an, at an interview. Maybe you are good for it, but you can't express it. Right? That sucks. And that's just a that's just a lack of skill. That's a lack of knowledge of how to use something that is inherently yours, which is your voice. Basically, you want to convey your intentions more effectively. That's the point of this. If you want to inspire people, you have to make them feel excited. If you want them to take a situation seriously, you're going to have to make it seem serious. If you want them to feel comfortable, you're going to have to make them feel safe. So if you're listening to somebody tell a sad story, just for example, and they don't have any emotion, like how does that look? They come off as being crazy. And I don't want you guys to look crazy. I want you to be able to communicate effectively. And to do that, you have to be able to connect with people on an emotional level. And tonality is a direct line to that emotional state. So just remember, when you shift emotional state, your voice is going to change naturally anyway to reflect that. So if you're sad, you're going to sound sad. If you're happy, people can generally tell that. If you take something seriously, that is going to be conveyed in the way that you speak and other people are typically going to take it more seriously as well. And what I want to talk about today is how important it is to use your tonality intentionally to initiate an emotional response in your listeners. And this is going to make you a much, a much better communicator, and it's going to help you to be more charismatic in general. Once you start to become aware of this, you're going to be pretty shocked at how often people just aren't taken seriously because of how they said what they said. They had the right thing to say. They may even have like the right knowledge and everything and the right capabilities, but they made the other person bored or uneasy. They didn't seem genuine. The message did not resonate. People in general, especially once they have established some rapport, naturally start to feed off of each other's emotional states. We, we mirror each other all the time. And we've all had those times when we were talking to a friend and he or she was in a really good mood or a really bad mood. And the next thing you know, so are we, right? Like we kind of follow that. And maybe we don't get totally caught up in it, but they affect us, right? We respond to the emotional states of other people. And that is usually unconscious. If someone is excited, we tend to get excited. If they're depressed, we tend to get depressed and so on and so forth. Part of that is because when we feel connected to somebody, we start to unconsciously shift our body language to match theirs and even the way that we speak and how we express ourselves with our body and how we how we speak it influences how we feel because the unconscious mind responds to that body language by changing its chemical balance so we've done a lot of a lot of episodes on that so i won't get into it today if that seems weird to you go back and listen to the old stuff or we'll probably cover it again pretty soon but um it's outside the scope of today's uh, information but part of that is is because emotion is is communicated through vocal tone so if you've ever heard a really great speech and, you know, at just the right moment, there's it's just that little quiver of emotion and they they tear up and their voice catches a little and oh man, just can't help but wipe your eyes a little bit. That's because they have drawn you in to their emotional state. And once they have you there, they can lead you. 
So they, if you, they were just to come up and immediately start talking like they like this, what is wrong with this person? This is weird. I don't like it. I want out. But when you, they, they lure you in, right? Like they start by building that report. They get your attention. They get you interested and you start to, to kind of follow and you get in tune with what they're feeling. So when they start to change and they, they start to bring up the emotional side of the message, right? Something that is going to arouse, say, sympathy or inspiration or whatever, you're going to respond to wherever they lead you. They start to, to pace that, that conversation. It's not about what you say. It is about how you make the other person feel. Once the emotions are engaged, you start thinking from an emotional frame. And that particular part of your brain that's now taking over is not so good at seeing more than a couple seconds into the future. If you guys remember my episode with Adam Lane Smith, he talked about that a good bit. He talked about how the emotional brain basically, once that's activated, can only see about five seconds into the future. That doesn't mean that you can't imagine a long-term future, but you can't separate that image, that, that idea of the future from how you feel right now. Your current state is still gonna color that, that, that you know, imaginary situation. So that's one reason why depression is so devastating, actually, because even when you think about one day being better and, you know, okay, things are going to change, you're going to be in a better place one day, you can't help but feel that you're still going to be depressed when you get there, no matter how much things have changed, you feel like, well, it'll change, but I'll still feel this way. Sure, your situation might get better, but you still won't be happy. So that's the emotional brain thinking there. That's not the logical brain. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Now, you're not looking to move people to tears every single time that you talk to them. Um, that's what sociopaths do. But you still want to be mindful of the fact that how you speak does influence how those people feel about you. And this is something that I definitely want to get better at because even just making those small improvements makes a huge difference. When I started doing this, I it was because I was working in sales and I was trying to find ways to communicate better and to, to influence people and to you know make more money. And as soon as I started paying attention to my tone, I started making more money. And it's not because I got better at explaining the product. It's just because I became more interesting to listen to and the way that people felt about me changed right? They weren't bored. They weren't turned away. They didn't feel unsafe. They didn't feel uneasy. They didn't feel like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, right? Because you can you can make people feel that you're incompetent through the way that you speak, right? And that's not even necessarily a lack of knowledge, just the way that you present it. When, you know, when I started doing this, people got more engaged, um, which meant that they were basically interested for longer. And the longer you can hold somebody's attention, the better, especially if you're trying to sell them something or teach them something, right? Their emotions were engaged at this point too, which meant that they responded to what I was saying based off of that emotion instead of strictly off of logic. Now remember, it doesn't matter if you're selling a used car or if you're trying to get a date. People buy on emotion. You have to make them feel like this is a good idea. You have to create that emotional response. Otherwise, it, it can make all the sense in the world. They're still going to have to quote, go home and think about it. I've got to go, I got to go think about it. I got to, I don't know, 
maybe maybe a few weeks let me shop around whatever no you got to make them feel something they have to feel if they feel certain that this is a good idea and this is what they need they're going to buy it and i mean that's obviously a metaphor for you know any kind of persuasion it doesn't have to be literally a sales situation but you know you can get upset and say that this is manipulative manipulative to to make people feel certain things but the reality is that this is just how people are okay it's how you are you're not going to buy something that feels like a mistake right you're not going to sit there and say i know that this is probably a bad idea it kind of makes sense but it just feels terrible i absolutely do not want to spend my money on it i don't trust this person i feel scared you're not going to do it right you're not going to date somebody who doesn't make you feel good and to that point i hear dudes all the time trying to convince women why she should date him and they've got these airtight logical cases for themselves about you know how i have this and that and i'll do these things and whatever else she doesn't care she's not going to date the guy that has the best argument she's going to date the guy that she is attracted to and trying to convince her that you're worth pursuing is not going to work if you're turning her off the whole time right um, and back to the whole making people feel safe thing right a lot of times people are just not aware of the the effect that they have on people and they may be charming and funny and it's like well why doesn't she like me and it's like well at, at least my observation is that a lot of times guys are kind of like overbearing and it's like you can kind of see that she's uncomfortable like i wonder why not very persuasive not very influential you're just kind of making people uncomfortable um and that applies to sales as well right like you can tell when somebody's getting desperate and they're trying to close a deal and they just start getting nervous about it it's like well that makes people uneasy it makes them feel weird if you're trying to convince somebody of something and you're getting agitated about it and you're getting angry about it that's a weird response to have if you genuinely care about that person, right? And it makes people uncomfortable. So is it manipulative to influence people's emotions? Well, here's the thing. Yes, it can be. But again, it's going to come down to the understanding that this is a tool and you can use it for bad. You can use it for good. But also just keep this in mind. If you don't do it on purpose, you're still going to do it. It's just going to be unconscious. It's going to be accidental. It's not like you can say, you know what? This is too dangerous. I'm just not going to do it. You're still going to have an effect on the way um, that that you influence people's emotions. The, the, you're going to evoke some emotional response in whoever you speak with. Okay. And if you're not paying attention to the effect that you have and learning to to do it intentionally to have a good effect, you're still going to affect them. Um, but if you're not making them feel excited, you're making them feel bored or annoyed. You know, if you're not making them feel comfortable, well, guess what? You're making them feel uncomfortable. So understanding the influence that you have on those around you is an opportunity to enrich their lives as well as yours. You can make life better for them. And we all want to be around interesting people. And we all want to feel that other people are interested in us. We don't want to feel like our partner is not listening to us, right? Now, imagine that they are listening, but they're not communicating it well. They're engaged, but we have no idea and we feel like we're not being heard. We feel like they're not listening and they just don't care about that or they don't care about us. Is that going to feel fulfilling to you? Probably not. Would you want your partner to learn how to communicate their empathy for you? Probably, right? Is that manip manipulative? I don't think so. Well, what about sociopaths? People that are going to hear this and start taking advantage of people. Well, I get that a lot. I hate to break it to you. But sociopaths are already doing this. Sorry. They figured this stuff out 
on their own pretty early, like as kids. And since they're not caught up in the whole burden of empathy and conscience, it's pretty easy for them to observe it fairly objectively. And they see exactly how people respond based on their various emotional states. And they learn to, to, to activate those states, you know, especially through the use of language patterns. And they, they learn to do it intentionally and to, to basically manipulate people, take advantage of them. That's not what we're going to use it for, right? And if you're worried about missing this, let me put your mind at ease. There's always somebody who gets bent out of shape over this kind of thing because they just have a very naive way of looking at things, right? These people also tend to play the victim and they want everybody to feel bad for them or they want other people to be sympathetic to their ideals. And when you think about it, the people who are trying to convince me to not leverage other people's emotions try to do so by making me feel bad. They try to make me feel sympathetic to those that I'm supposedly hurting, which I think is ironic. I mean, you're you're doing the same thing to me. You're emotionally manipulating me into not manipulating people. That sounds terrible, but you know what I mean. Anyway, if you use this to take advantage of people, here's another thing. You're not going to get very far. You can manipulate somebody once or twice, but after that, you're kind of screwed. They tend to remember what you did and they tend to hold grudges and they're not going to be as responsive to you in the future. And what's more, if you do this over and over again, consistently with multiple people, they're going to start to gang up on you, right? This is why sociopaths sometimes have a lot of success pretty quickly. They don't ever really have lasting success because everybody catches on and is like, what is wrong with this person? Let's, let's get them. Let's get the, the pitchforks out and like go poke them. Um, and they stop cooperating, right? So what is our real goal here? Because it's not to manipulate people. But it is to get better at expressing ourselves. It is to get better at influencing people. We want influence, right? Everybody wants to be able to say something and it matter. Everybody wants for other people to take them seriously, to respond to their needs and their, their desires. Our goal is, to, is not to try to keep everybody around us in just like a, a heightened emotional state all the time. It might be, it might be, it might sound kind of strange, but it's really the goal is just to be interesting. Charismatic people are good at drawing you into their world, and that's all we want to do here. We don't want to take somebody on an emotional ro roller coaster every time that they talk to us. That would be weird, but we do want them to feel something for us when we speak. And there's a lot that we can do towards that end, but really the way to start is just to free up your voice a little bit. Express the words that you're trying to say with the appropriate tone. It's not about being fake. It's about just being even more authentic by actually communicating how you feel about what you have to say. Instead of just saying, you know, it's like people are like, well, I don't want to, I think that they get uncomfortable making other people feel sad when they're communicating something that is in fact sad. I think that they get uncomfortable making other people excited and drawing that attention to themselves sometimes when they are excited about something, right? So it's just about learning to, to not hold back that kind of stuff. And obviously there's a point of diminishing return. Um, if you kind of just quickly scroll through TikTok or YouTube shorts or re Instagram reels, whatever, like really fast, like you only hear the first quarter to half second of all these videos, you're going to hear a bunch of overly animated, obnoxious people. It becomes very obvious when you do it quickly because people are just like, they're just like just so over the top with everything because they're desperately trying to get your attention. And that's how they're trying to stand out. So don't be that person. 
right? But understand that you can, it's okay for you to not be boring to talk to. It's okay for you to, to, to mix it up, to be dynamic, you know? Be careful about getting stuck in one particular pattern for very long. If I just talk like this for the entire time, it may be, it, this is, this is, excuse me, I can't, it's, it's hard to do monotone, actually. If, if I just talk like this for the entire time and I don't have any fluctuation or variation in what I say, it gets very obnoxious pretty quickly, right? And I don't think that very many people speak like that. But anybody could learn to put a little bit more emphasis on certain words. They can learn to shift the, the pace. You know, if something's serious, you can slow it down a little bit, enunciate each and every single word a little bit more. But you don't want to get stuck in that for too long because you're going you're gonna to weird people out and it, you're going to put them to sleep, right? Or you're going to come off as being crazy. And maybe you are, but you don't want them to know that. So again, subtlety is good. You don't have to be weird. You don't have to be all over the place but be interesting to listen to. And you're gonna be surprised at how much better people respond to what you have to say. And of course, it's very important to understand that the if, if you just kind of identify a few tones, say, look, I want people to take me seriously. Well, I need to adopt a serious tone. I want to be, I don't know, I wanna be interesting. So I wanna speak in a way that's gonna keep people engaged. I want them to feel bad about that. Like, I don't feel bad, but I want them to be like emotionally interested in this story. And part of it is, is tension. Part of it is the fact that something sad happened, right? I, I want to draw them into that. It's really, it's really unfortunate, right? Um, or if nothing else, I'm speaking to somebody who's going through a hard time and I don't want to sound callous. I don't want to sound emotionless, right? Um, I've worked with people that are going through difficult times quite a bit and it's, it, it, it took a good bit of work because like I genuinely cared about what they were going through, but it was really unnatural for me to, to sit and, and to sound sympathetic, right? Like I felt it, but it was hard for me to convey that it took practice. Is that manipulative? Is that wrong? No, it's just understanding that the way that I say things matters. And persuasion is basically going to be about getting people to align themselves and their actions with your ideas and your suggestions. So to that end, tonality and language patterns, they're incredibly powerful tools because of the fact that they are so closely linked to emotion. And if what you say engages the appropriate emotional response in your listener, that emotion is going to drive action. It's what's going to change beliefs. It's what's going to make you compelling and attractive. It's going to feel awkward at first, and you might get some weird looks. You might overdo it. You might, your voice might crack. It might be like, Okay, what's going on? That's okay. People are much more forgiving than you think. They're not paying as much attention to you as you think they are. They will forget about it. You might not. You'll be thinking about it in the shower 30 years from now, still obsessing over that one time that you said something weird, but nobody else is going to remember it. Practice it until it's second nature and let me know how it goes. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate your time. Make sure that you like, subscribe, share with your friends, leave me a nice little review, all that good stuff. And I will see you soon.